This is Anne of Annotations, and welcome to the Highlighter Podcast. Hi, everybody. Anne here. I am in the studio at Leadership High School where I am in my ninth year working. And way back in 2008, I had the privilege of getting to know my class of 2012 advisory, who I stay with for four years. And that first year of teaching was so hard. I felt like a horrible teacher, and I'm pretty sure I was. And that advisory loved me. In fact, they threw me a birthday party and pooled money as freshmen so that they could give me a necklace. Man, they are a special group. And to me, they're the best. I'm so honored to have two of those advisees here today talk about their life after high school. And I have Wendy Rubio and Leslie Martinez, two students who have different paths since leaving Leadership High School, but love, so much love for both of them. It is difficult to come and talk about these things, and they bring it. So I really hope you enjoy this podcast in which we talk about who goes to college, how do they do once they get there, and the Three Miles episode on This American Life. I'm so glad to have both of you here, because when I listened to the podcast that we'll be talking about, it talked about brilliant young women, and that's both of you. So thank you for being here. We're going to start off with introductions. So Wendy, why don't you take it away? Tell us a little about yourself. My name is Wendy. Um, I graduated from Leadership High School in 2012. I went to Kalamazoo College and graduated in 2016. Um, and now I work at Mission High School at a nonprofit called ASAP. Well, it stands for Athletic Scholars Advancement Program. We work with student athletes um, and we help them with all of their college process. We do a lot of one-on-one and we also send them to summer camps. And the point of that is to like get them motivated to go to college. Um, yeah, and so I'm, after I graduated from college, I came straight back home, so. Leslie, you want to introduce yourself? Well, my name's Leslie. I don't have a, a, ba- uh, a long educational background, but I went to leadership until junior year. I graduated from Ida B. Wells. I did some, some college at uh, San Francisco City College, and then I had my daughter. How old is she? She's two. <laughs> you know, I worked around. I did a lot of work in the food industry. And now I work for two nonprofit organizations. And one of them I just kind of do is like a babysitting program for the strengthening families programs that they have there. And at my other job, we, we help to provide, you know, resources for families. Thank you both. So this is a podcast, obviously. Do you guys listen to podcasts? I really got into them in the last year. I really love Strangers. I also really like Ear Hustle. And do you that, one, that one I've heard of, but go for it. Um, yeah, that one is about um, at San Quentin. It takes place there, and like they just talk about different topics in the incarcerated system, basically, and like how do they have like relationships with their families or like romantic relationships or. I don't know, having, like, what was it like for them to be there for the first, like, the first day or, like, having mm-hmm. roommates and stuff. Um, so oh, my gosh, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, it's really good. I highly recommend it, and it just ended, so I'm waiting for their next season. 
So all this month on the highlighter, we're focusing on who goes to college, how do they do once they get there, and the Three Miles podcast on This American Life is a great jump into that conversation. So I'm curious, do either of you feel, after listening, like you can identify with any of the characters, with any of the three students that are highlighted? I had actually heard about this that um, podcast before, like that series, and I mean, for me, it's, I related so much with um, Raquel, mm. um, because I, I felt like she was narrating my life. Um, and I mean, I actually went to school with a lot of Posse scholars. So Get to out. me, yeah, Kalamazoo is a Posse school. And I heard good and bad things about Posse. I think some of my friends really were grateful for the opportunity, but had a lot of like criticism on Posse because they do have a lot of intense training before they go into college. And so when they go to schools where, you know, you're the only person of color in most of your classes and they told you to just like be quiet and look down and not really like fight back. So, I mean, I think overall it has, it's really good scholarship program, but I think it also, like um, Melanie said in the podcast, it like it does, the process to even get there is very intense because I know another friend who didn't get to Posse and she had very similar reactions to Melanie and she was very traumatized and she, she still, I remember when she first told me she cried when she was like, yeah, I didn't get it and it was very intense and they make you compete with other students that are just like you and like they make you feel like you need to make them look bad so that you can get the scholarship. And like just like Melanie said, it's not fair and it's very, it puts you in a very like tough situation. And you've mentioned before, you go to Kalamazoo. yeah. It's very different from the Bay Area. Yeah. <laughs> Your classes look different. What mm-hmm. was that like coming, going from here to there? It was very, very hard. I think there were a lot of moments where I was like, forget college. I want to go home. A lot of tears. It was just, it's very hard because like you said, San Francisco, you have so many, you just have so many even different foods in one street, right? And then you go to Kalamazoo and the closest thing to anything Latin American food is Chipotle. And so they don't, they think El Salvador or like Central America is part of Mexico, right? And so those are the type of people I went to school with. And a lot of my classes, my first two years, I was the only person of color in them. And so it was very hard. Professors, from your peers, professors, and even your roommates. I think a lot of the time, professors didn't see me as smart. And, you know, I was valedictorian from high school. And so, and I felt like the dumbest person on earth on college. Um, Why? Because I think in a lot of ways, of course, academically, um, leadership didn't prepare me in certain ways, but it also, in other ways it did. I think it helped, it taught me to fight back against like everything that I was being told or I felt. I was being told by professors, like I would say something and like if a white man or a white woman would say it, he would validate them. And even though I would say the same exact thing Mm. or just, I don't know, I, I think I was sitting with students that had gone to private high schools all their lives, right? They had taken all these AP classes. They started taking AP classes their freshman year, right? And, like, they had everything. And so, for me, I was, like, trying to catch up to where they were. And then, on top of that, like, I think the racism was just, like, on your face. And they would tell you you were only there because you were a person of color, not because you were smart enough. How did you hear that message? 
from students like they just say it like that they would say it yeah (laughs) like they would say oh my gosh yeah like they would say oh you're probably here because you know they're trying to diversify and you're here like on a diversity grant or something and so like those were the type of things that I would have to face and so there's a lot of times that you feel so defeated and you just don't want to like fight back anymore and at first I think you feel like you have to fight every battle that is thrown at you and I think what Throughout the years, I learned to fight only certain things and, like, let some things go because it really, like, takes a toll on you. I mean, it takes a toll on your mental health, on your emotional stability. And, um, and like, I would always come home, like, every break that I could because it was my, like, recharge all the time. And I met really amazing people in college that became my family, and we really supported each other through it because we were all going through the same thing. So, yeah, so it was very hard, especially my first two years. So there was no way I was going to stay at home, I mean, in Michigan after college. So I'm very, and I cannot even imagine being in Kalamazoo right now. Like, there were times where I saw Confederate flags there, you know, and so there's Trump voters, of course. And so it's, yeah, it's a very different world. But I don't regret doing it because I think it made me a lot stronger and it made me more aware that I lived in a bubble (laughs) Um, and so um, and now I have that experience and you know Michigan it's a beautiful place Kalamazoo is very beautiful but yeah I'm glad I only had to live there for college and that I had the privilege to come back and have a home still in San Francisco that I could come back to because yeah I cannot imagine living there now. You had mentioned feeling ill-equipped or that high school didn't prepare you for that Mm -hmm. and I'm curious for you Leslie is there are there things that you wish dang I wish we covered that in high school things that took you by surprise or you just felt ill-equipped and wish high school covered something about like self-esteem hmm and like something for like personal like you know help like we probably don't think about that in high school but Mm -hmm. as you grow up you have like all these different type of bullies you know and it's not even a person it's like a social media and it's like a bully and then it it hits you on your self-esteem and on your self-growth and you know just everything about yourself and it diminishes how you feel and it's like you didn't learn that in the like high school period you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We learn about sex ed, you know, but. (laughs) (laughs) So the high school covered in the podcast are the two high schools. We have one where almost all students are black and Latino, and we have one where the private school where almost all students are white. And the difference of what is afforded to them, did you guys know in high school that there were differences in your high school, okay, so just for reference, I was their teacher and advisor, and we were on the third floor of a middle school. We entered through the back door, and we did our best. But I'm curious if you guys knew then, or maybe didn't figure out till later, the difference in schools. I definitely did because of soccer, and we went a couple times to play at private schools. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, this is high school. Like, it looked like a high school that you see in TV. Um, and even now, just well, I guess you asked in that time. But even now, working at Mission High School, I see all the things that we didn't have. Even though Mission High School is a public, and technically it's a low-resource school, but it's like 
when you look at leadership, we had even less things. What What are the differences? I mean, they actually have a library. We had a library, but we also, ha- it was like secluded in like the, I don't know, it was basement. like, yeah, in the basement. <laughs> and like for some time, we didn't even have one. I remember it was like transitioning. It's, it's so different. The library came up in the podcast yeah. as well. Like to have a big standalone library at a school. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a shift. Yep. <laughs> How about you, Leslie? I realized it, but I didn't like understand it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, or I didn't really care. Yeah. It wasn't something I was interested in, but I, I would realize it. Like, I did know we our school was like a hallway, you uh-huh. know? <laughs> yeah. But I didn't think much of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever think of it now? Oh, yeah. How no. so? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we were really in the hallway. Like, <laughs> I just think how, like, there was just a lot of knowledge in just one little space. And if we would have had more space for people to grow, it would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, either of you, feel academically you were less prepared for life after high school than you wish you were? I feel like I had the tools and, like, the options. All right. You're smirking a little bit. Why? (laughs) Even though I was your teacher, you can say whatever you want. I know, because, like, yeah, just thinking about it, you know? Like, what are the right words to say so much and so little, in in such as, just, like, few words? I feel like after I left high school, I had all the right tools I just decided to take um, a different route in life, you know, just um, instead of having that educational knowledge, I went through like the hands-on experience knowledge, you know, and sometimes like, you know, people are like, you know, that's good, like that, that makes you smart, you know, but like, sometimes like, I wish I had that, that book knowledge that I read or that knowledge that you hear from people or like, real life stories that you hear from people and then you understand things, you know, and take notes and look back to that. I wish I was that type of person. Sometimes I'm not because sometimes I'm that person telling that story, Mm -hmm. you know. Do you still write poetry? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I still remember your writing. You were a powerful writer. I help my sister in high like right now she's in high school. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's both of you having siblings in high school because I remember them as little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> my sister's doing good. That's good. Yeah. So proud of her. That's <laughs> awesome. I just don't have that. And like, why not? Like, there was a lot of reasons why before in the past, but like, why not right now? Mm-hmm. Just, I, I feel like I'm. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go through with it, you know? Like I could take on and be like, yeah, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna talk all this and I'm gonna sign up, I'm even gonna pay and do all that. <laughs> but I'm gonna have all these other activities that in my daughter and I don't use I don't use my daughter as an excuse, but just have all these other activities or commitments and then be like, Oh, I'm not going today. Oh, I'm not going and then just fail, you know? And then, and then tell all these people that I was going to go to school, and then I just end up not doing it. How about you, Wendy? I actually think about this a lot, because I think in many ways, I think 
leadership does very well at like, or at least I, I felt that it did very well in pushing for college and doing having a college bound culture, which I have now seen that is very hard to do. Like for example, at Mission, mm-hmm. maybe because it's bigger, I don't know, but I think as you know, I'm part of the staff that is trying to push for college more college bound. And I think leadership, I was like, what? Like, yeah, advisory was like our college, like Mm -hmm. class, right? And I think my AP classes did prepare me for the rigorous work in college, especially like AP Mm -hmm. Spanish class. Like, yeah, that class definitely prepared me for college. I think the sciences, like the science classes didn't. I think my biology class my sophomore year was really good. I think Mm -hmm. she really did, but I don't think she pushed us for the work to be hard enough because I went into college thinking I was going to be a pre-med student I remember. Um, and I definitely didn't I withdrew from both bio and chem my first year because mm. I didn't well I mean I, I mean Kalamazoo definitely did a weaving out process and I wasn't prepared I mean I was about to fail both classes so I had to withdraw and I think that was very hard especially because I think leadership failed us that year in AP bio because that was the year where a teacher left right after like two weeks I think of teaching something I'm not even sure what exactly happened and so we were left with like I think Miss Silb ended up subbing for the rest of like the two months right or like it was right before our AP exam so we lost so much time and it was just I don't even remember learning anything in that class and so and definitely chemistry I remember that teacher didn't have control of the class so I think it definitely failed me in that way that's why I think AP English he really challenged us and I think he prepared me for not feeling like oh, I wasn't a good writer but that teacher professor's grade hard right. in college and so he was a hard grader and I think I was already ready for that mindset once I started college and so you know there was Good. And definitely the leadership part. I think it did make me a leader into like, I mean, while I was in college, we fought for an ethnic studies program in an intercultural center. And I think the skills I learned at leadership really helped me to contribute to that fight um, in college. And we and we got them. We got both things while I was there. I didn't get to enjoy them. But um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. But I mean, I did it not for me to enjoy, but for the coming students to not go through the same thing that a lot of me and my peers went through and to have a space where like if racism defeated you that day, at least there's one person on that campus that mm-hmm. will hear you out and like we'll have a space for you and we'll have books for you to like rent and not have to buy them. And so those are like some of the things we fought for and like they did get through. And so in ethnic studies, I mean, we got it. It was when I left. It was one of person was able to um, do a major in it with in my graduating class um, because she had taken so many other classes that counted for the major. But now you can major in it. <laughs> um, so great. it's not a it wasn't a program yet when I left. It was just a major, but it was it was something uh, that was much needed on campus. As a teacher, we say we're preparing you for college, but we sometimes haven't been in college for a little while and. <laughs> It's hard to know, like, am I really, am I really preparing? So I'm going to end with something from the podcast. We learned at the end, because it was an updated episode, that Melanie's story isn't a happy ending yet. Yeah. And I'm curious if you feel like there are pressures to have happy endings and how you deal with now as adults, you see, like, life isn't just happy endings. Mm-hmm. I felt like I could relate to that because I felt a lot of the times where I wanted to come home, I couldn't. 
because not only because I felt like I was going to fail myself, but because I was going to fail my family. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like me quitting college would be like my parents would also be disappointed. I feel like when people talk about college, they say, oh, college is going to be like the happiest time of your life or the best time in your life. For me, it wasn't. It was like the hardest years of my life. And Mm -hmm. not that I don't like to talk about my college experience because there were really good parts of it. But it's not something that I'm like, oh, yeah, college was great. And it was like the best time of my life. It definitely wasn't. And it's that for me took a while to like accept because I always dreamed of going to college, like Mm -hmm. ever since I was little. And so knowing that the thing I had dreamed for all my life was like not what I expected was very hard. And I think graduation was the happiest day of my life. And part of it is because I was done already with college and I didn't have to be there anymore. But I mean, something that came out that was good from my college experience is that it motivated me to want to work at a place that I'm working now. Because I think it's very important to get to students to college, especially students of color to college, but it's even more important to keep them in college and help them get them through college. Mm Because I think that's what's lacking still. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I saw so many of my friends in college just drop out and like never came back because the system failed them and they weren't any support systems for them in place in college. So I always, I don't know, I challenge the notion of college sometimes and just what it, I think sometimes, like especially in the podcast, they made college seem like that was the happy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, well said. And it's it's not always like that. And yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of privilege I gained and I am very aware of that. But I mean, the way I even talk to my students is like, College is very important, and yes, it will, like, get you certain, av- like, open certain doors for you, but it's not, like, the only option sometimes, and it's also, like, you really have to think about where you're going to go to college, because, yes, like, I got basically a full ride to go to college, but at what cost? I'm amazed by your story, you know? That's something that I would like, like, my sister to hear, you know, because she's going to college, university, planning to go far away. Mm-hmm. And I want her to hear stories like I can't give her stories like that. You know, I'm mm-hmm. just like, I don't know what to say. So if I tell her like, you know, hear things, you know, just to prepare her. It's been hard to like accept and let go, and just in life, happy ending, including you know like relationships, um, jobs, and friendships. Mm. Friendships has been a hard one. Thank you guys both yeah. for coming down, yeah. talking to me about life after leadership. Yeah.